The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to Old Space Show. I'm Brandon, and this is my co-captain, Jim. Hey, we're going to moon you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> Pull your pants up, Jim. Not a video podcast, thank God. This mm-hmm. installment of Old Space Show follows our continued episode-by-episode travelogue through the first season of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through the far reaches of space, the population of its human-built colony hoping to stumble upon a new home. Someday I want to see a space show in the near reaches of space, not the far reaches. Yeah, somewhere closer to home. I guess the expanse would be that. I'm sorry, please continue. (laughs) Today we are talking about the fifth episode, Earthbound. episode beardo returns this episode rob rock aliens this episode christopher lee this episode a human decision is required it has nothing to do with a nintendo game of the same name i'm sorry to say a reminder we are going through the episodes in the fan preferred production order not in broadcast order as found on streaming services though I want to see the guy that watches it in streaming services once we finish, Jim, and wa- and listens to these episodes in the streaming service order. Why? That what do you want to do? I, I, I know. I, I, want, I want there to be that super fans. Like, screw those guys. When they're I'm done, <laughs> I'm going to hop around their podcast. I'm going to make a playlist with their podcast, and I'm going to make it in that order. If somebody does that, I will buy them a space beer. How about that? No, there you go. You hear that? Wait till it's over. <laughs> and this one's written by Anthony Turpeloff, who writes four episodes of this show, The Avengers, The Alfred Hitchcock Hour, Ironside, and Return of the Saint. Well, that's all very impressive and nice, but the director of this episode, my friend, is Mr. Charles Crichton. Mm. Now, you need to back the, back the F up on Charles Crichton. He directed A Fish Called Wanda, for which he was nominated for two Academy Awards for Original Screenplay Best Director. He directed Dead of Night. He directed Things to Come, The Lavender Hill Mob with Alec Guinness. He was the original director of The Birdman of Alcatraz, but he did not get along with Burt Lancaster and got replaced by John Frankenheimer. <laughs> this guy's had a long, long history of movies and television. He also worked on The Avengers, like you said, but lots of, lots of great films. And I guess he needed a paycheck because here he is in Space 1999. Well, you have to have a big director because you have a big star guesting in Mr. Mm. Sir Christopher Lee as Captain Xantor. One of my personal personal heroes. Oh, I love Mr. this guy. What a dude. So, uh, you know, I knew he was in the show and I'm like, oh, he's here early on. That's good. 
That's good. He, I had no idea. It was a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, and it's also got to have prestige because Beardo is back. Oh, my God. Evil Beardo. Simmons. Ugh. And he's really, <laughs> really antsy to get back to Earth. What does he expect him to do, though? Like, it starts, like, the episode starts out. You turn this around him. right now, this moon. Turn yeah, it around. turn this moon around and take us back home. Like, they have the committee meeting or the, you know, the main mission meeting or whatever, and everybody's cool. And then the commissioner, uh, Simmons, is all like, dude, what the hell? What are we going to get back to Earth? Yeah, all my all my stuff's still there, you know. <laughs> and they're like, "What the hell is he supposed? To, what is he supposed to do?" But he's like, "I right, we should focus on locating return to Earth." And Koenig's like, "Yeah, whatever, dude." He goes, "A return to Earth is." He's like, "A return to Earth is out of the question." He's like, "Didn't you see my uninspired speech in Breakaway?" That's right. I clearly said that in my uninspired speech in Breakaway. <laughs> As this happens, a strange space vessel lands on the moon. It's this little blue yeah. bubble thing. Yeah, what, now what did this look legs? like to you? At first, I thought it looked like a turret from the Portal video game. And then I thought maybe it looked like a Christmas ornament. Yeah, I felt like it was two decades too late for sci-fi designing. Mm, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this looked like fit. the 50s thing, yeah. Yeah, it was like, it, yeah, some Very 50s. Curved radioactive space movie and now in color like that was Plus the way that it seemed to fly or whatever like it yeah. only had like one little jet and it kept spinning like it didn't, I, I was just like man i want to roll i don't want to ride that yeah they've had really really impressive model and outer space work in this and this is the first where it's like yeah i don't know if this works <laughs> you know i don't know so they go out to investigate this thing. And this is one of my favorite scenes because they, the Eagle drops this, the thing next to the spaceship. Right. Mm-hmm. And Victor pulls out this toy and points it at the door. And I think when I looked at it, I'm like, they probably meant to put a special effect in there later. Oh, yeah. well, it like all a- you hear is him like clicking this child's like toy at the door, and I'm just oh. like, "What the hell is it?" It had like a little visor, I'm like, and a was little he plastic piece it? that looked like a hair dryer. Yeah, it didn't look like you could see through it at all. I was like, "Well, obviously, a hair dryer was involved in creating this problem." Yeah, right. It looked like a it looked like a viewmaster strapped to a hair dryer mm-hmm. with a clicky on the bottom, and you just kept clicking it, and it was the same click that you would make with like a, a kid's toy or whatever. I'm just like. Did they forget to put a special effect in here? Or a and in this or slide, <laughs> in this slide, Catwoman sends a tiger to fight Batman. <laughs> in the next slide, Batman begins to climb out of the tunnel. You know? But I wonder if that was in like an actual. I know they made Space 1999 toys. Now I'm curious to see if that was oh, actually I, one of them. You know, and they're incorporating it in the show. Like you got it. Nope, right. this looks stupid. You got to use it. You, you, yep. you, it's toyetic. But they take a group down there, and Simmons wants to go, and Koenig's like, no, I need a doctor and a scientist down there, not a politician. And he selects to go there. Of course, he's going. Yeah, he's right. Like, but, but he's, yeah, why he, is he going? He takes Koenig, Russell, Kano, and Bergman, and right. Carter pilots the Eagle down to check it out. I was like, why not just ask Sandra and Paul to come along, too? Like Get your whole what? command team in there, you know? And the guy whose name I forget who runs the computer. <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, why why don't we all go? And this Kano, he's becoming more of a, a presence there. The right. I guess they're token black guy. Is that, that what he is? Kano. I don't know. They they have a couple. They have a couple. <laughs> but I, I find it funny, every name they use in this show is like, oh, 
That's Koenig. Oh, no, it's Koenig. Oh, that's Kano. No, it's Kano. <laughs> There's a yeah, pronunciation. Yeah, we have that come up with an episode later. That we'll yeah, talk about. I really think the bad. very next episode, there's one I'm like, okay, no, yeah. stop it. Nah, yeah, that's Stop it. We'll get yeah. to that. We'll but you need our... to listen to that episode to find out what we're talking about. Next, next week. <laughs> Cross promotion. Okay. Yes. What so they, go in, so they finally get inside the UFO, okay? Right. And this was cool because there's a bunch of like, prog rock dudes in lucite boxes yes that's what you describe them they look like space goths kind of right. they're like they're like the long white hair they have these like uh x painted on their um star painted on their eyebrows what? they're all laying there and like the room has like weird like stacks of lucite legos in it well i love <laughs> that uh computer has like a vhs copy of the episode for its live feed into right there. right <laughs> and simmons is bitching he's like where's my live feed i can't see what's going on in there blah, 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 blah. and they get the live feed and yeah vhs quality <laughs> absolutely right. and yeah there's these dudes and they're all in like cryogenic sleep in this nice fancy I the can't... fanciest cryogenic sleeping chamber Ever. I kept so, expecting like this like rock anthem to start and the lucite boxes to slowly oh, raise open, you know. Nobody knows who they were or where they came from. You know. That would be great, like laser lights to go up. Ladies and gentlemen, rush. You know. Please, no flash photography for the The Black Moses of Soul. Anyway, but yeah, the Caldorans perform before Yeah. No one will be seated during the, the gripping sleeping scene. So, yeah, they're Kaldorians. Helena goes up to one of them, accidentally, like, turns it on and kills one of the cryogenic. Well, they try to open it. Like, yeah, first they go in yeah. there and they scan them all. And they're all like, no, these are all, like, uh, they're all dead. We don't get anything. We, you know, we aren't picking anything up. So, Katie's like, yeah, go ahead and crack one open. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, see what happens. Go ahead. <laughs> and then, like, as soon as she gets in there, she gets, like, hit by space lightning again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, take uh, a drink. There's another part of the space station. I had drinking game we're putting together, getting hit by space lightning, and then it just turns the person into like burnt paper, like yeah. it doesn't you know, even look like like ashes, human ashes at all. It just looks like a burnt paper cutout. It's a, not a factor in this episode, but another drinking game thing you could do is crew member possessed by something extraterrestrial that makes yes. them do things bad Absolutely. things on the ship. That's another one. That's another one. Looking out the window. Uh, <laughs> and now this. Okay, keep your list going. That's good. I think we have something going here with that. So these aliens, they're the Kaldorians, and they're not pissed about the guy that like got fried. They're like, oh, no, it was just ignorance. Well, first, they're all like really slow and really quiet, right? Yeah. They're they, get, they all wake up. First. Like yeah. the, the one gets aced, right? And they all wake up. And they all stand up. And Christopher Lee is a tall dude. He's like six oh, yeah. He's like almost as tall as me. Hashtag so, my Dracula. Hashtag my hero. <laughs> so they're just standing there like looking menacing in their like Edgar Winter wigs and their robes. And they don't know what's going on. And Katie and Hell is like, um, uh, um, it was her idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, uh, we're sorry. We didn't mean it. We just tried to open up the box. We thought you were dead. Blah, blah, blah. And the aliens are like, get over here. You know, kind of. And they all kind of surround them. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, look at their dead comrade, and they kind of make Koenig and the rest do these hand gestures, kind of like walk like an Egyptian. Yeah. Around the Lucite. <laughs> and then Xantor, he kind of gives Helena that Lando Xantor. look, like that look that uh, Lando gave Carrie Fisher in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. 
Leia. Hello, Leia. That kind of, he's kind of got that Have look. Have we here? Now. Yes. You surely belong among us with the, up in the clouds. You see. belong among us in the cryogenic glass boxes. Yeah, but he's got he's got some eyes for Helena. You know, he puts his hand out to her, and then they. Uh, it's mutual. It's thing. totally yeah. mutual. Yeah, well, you know what she got going on. You know, it's Christopher Lee, damn it! <laughs> right? <laughs> you got Martin Martin Landau, Christopher Lee. Where, which way are you gonna jump there? I mean, come on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my favorite part is when they get back, and like Simmons is demanding to talk to the guy. <laughs> he's an asshole, man. He's a... Me, me, me. I love uh, the the comeuppance is great in this episode. For yeah, me. they give him a gift: the shiny purple eggs. Yeah, the the, li- the Libra bird. Then they do some tests on Xantor. He's with Helena, and he compares cryogenic sleeping to keeping food in a freezer. Yep. And, and and he's like, the flavor for life is lost. I was like, oh, okay, because bummer, dude. Yeah. The weird part about this is they're on their way to Earth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're. Heading on the, All the they places they're going. Galactic tour. They're on That's concert. right. Yeah. They got a, they got a, uh, you know, Xantor and the Caldorians, man. Earth they're going to rock out. 1999. They're know? playing their first three albums back to back to back. It's a, you know. Wow. It's a, it's a, that was the yeah, good stuff, tour. man. They yeah. sold out later. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sell, they, they can play stadiums now that they're doing that. The part uh, that got me was that they were going to go, they wanted to go to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And they say they're going to settle on Earth. But if they don't, they're going to kill themselves. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty extreme, yo. <laughs> it's like, there's nowhere else to go. Kind of like Simmons, man. That's yeah, kinda, yeah. Kind of yeah, where he's at. I guess. But they, they say they need to fix their ship and leave in 20 hours, and they offer the one vacancy for a crew member. Right. And Helena tests it out, which makes Koenig not too happy about helen almost dies in the process and plus he's he's totally picking up those vibes mm-hmm. off santor you know santor yeah. is like like when he's, she's running the test on him and stuff it's obvious he's like kind of kind of into her yeah and i noticed almost in every episode but i really enjoy the tunnel transport system they have going i like watching those shots and yeah yeah they use the same stock shot over and over yeah, yeah. and i and there was oh there was a time where martin lando comes over and he calls for kano but he comes up and he sounds like he says colonel but he's saying Kano. Right. Kano? It's like, what? That's, oh, Kano. Well, my part, is, I, I like the part where, like, Xantor and Helena go to the Eagle Maintenance Hangar, you know, and mm-hmm. he's, like, saying he wants to leave in 20 hours, and then that, that's the part where, like, Helena lays, like, he finds her laying in his stasis chamber. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. you hussy. <laughs> <laughs> laying in a strange alien stasis chamber. You, you, you brazen woman, you. <laughs> don't you sleep for years and years and years there she's in my matrix now right so th- there's a fight but so the computer koenig leaves the decision on who's going to take that to the computer for an right. objective thing and but uh, of course Simmons. damn the computers he gets the information that i think it leaves him with three people that could be it and, and it, he has to pick right. the one the computer you know human decision required human decision required again <laughs> and uh and he goes, classic case of computer buck passing. Like, Koenig's got a real... <laughs> Let the computer do it so I don't have to bother, you know? Yeah, he's got a real... Uh, real it's not like, you know, he, he wouldn't make the decision on his own or anything. Yeah. 
Beardo does not like the computer making the choice, and he, wants, and he wants to be in on it. And he sneakily takes the results and stuff, and he runs off, and he's like stunning crew members and forcing. Well, he, his he, well he he stole the command com lock, right? right? Yeah. So then, then he gets a gun. Then he goes to the power unit, right? By the time Koenig realizes it, like he's already got down there and entered like the restricted area, and he stuns everybody, and he tells this guy to remove this part from the main power source or whatever, and all the power goes out everywhere just because he wants his thing, right? I want to go home. Exactly. But I love the thing. Everybody on the ship's like, just fucking get rid of him, please. Just, <laughs> please. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Kenny wants to be rid of him and shit, but, like, he's trying to be fair and let's compete yeah. with but, like... But, like, Paul, Paul goes, if there's one man Alpha could do without, it's Simmons. <laughs> right, well, like, even Simmons says he's the most useless member. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we all, we also find out after he leaves that any person that needs to be is going to be cryogenically frozen needs to have an individual matrix made of them. So it's fit for Helena, but not for anybody that isn't Helena at this time. This becomes important later on. Mm-hmm. And the crew, you know, Xantor agrees to go as Simmons hostage to go back. Like I don't know why he's going to be the hostage if they're just like, okay, everybody, just let's let him go. Like, why would you need the hostage? Didn't understand that bit, but, you know, Beardo's a weirdo, I guess. Yeah, I didn't understand why he needed him as a hostage if he already got what he wanted, you know, by yeah. giving the host- other guy hostage. He's ready to, like, let the moon base, like, freeze over and kill everybody if Katie doesn't do what he says, man. Yeah, and the ship embarks into space with Beardo on board. And, however, since he's not had a Matrix made for him, he's never put in a cryogenic sleep, and he gets stuck in a cube for, like, the rest of his life. Oh, no, this here's, here's it's like the Twilight Zone ending. Yeah, that's what I said, Twilight Zone ending. Like, it's cool, because, like, because of his own thing, though, like, he forces the other guy to go into it first mm-hmm. before he can get a Matrix made for himself, right? Well, he doesn't so know he about went, that, yeah. Right, he doesn't know about it because he forced himself onto it, right? So, like, he wakes up, like, two and a half hours later, and he thinks he's on Earth. Yeah. He thinks it's all done. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's 35 years later, it's Earth. And meanwhile, it's only been two hours, mm-hmm. and he's stuck in the Lucite box for the next 75 years. And the, and the Alpha still picks up the radio signal, so he's calling for help and yeah, screaming, right. and Koenig's like, and they're all listening to it, and Koenig's like, there's nothing you <laughs> can do. do. Oh, well. <laughs> and he, yeah, he keeps screaming, and all the Kaldorians are asleep, and he can't wake them up. Right. And so he just floats away. and He's like throwing his body against the side of the Lucite thing or whatever, and he can't. Yep. Yeah, and and then back in the office, Helena asks Koenig who the computer chose, and he tears up the paper and he says Simmons. And I I wonder, like it said three names, didn't right. it? And right. So I wonder if he just said, well, you know what, Simmons or whatever. But so he would have got to go anyway. And yeah. there's a whole lot of. Did Xantor know this was going to happen? Like he was a peaceful man, but was this his peaceful way of? Yeah, like I, th- I thought he did. Like he would have probably, you know, instead did, of saying, "Hey, you know, you don't you have a matrix for that. You're not going to be able to deal with, you know, to the thing." He doesn't say. Anything to him. He's just quiet. Fine, like, we'll go hey, on I'll your do, terms. I'll do what you say, man. No we'll, problem. Yeah, and did also you did Koenig know? Did Koenig possibly know and just let it go? Mm. But he wanted to. Yeah, his worry was to tell him about the matrix, but he lost that battle. But. Uh, yeah, it's a kind of a nice little. I, I really liked where this one wound up. Like it was, yeah. a really cool. F you, Beardo. Yeah, and and a whole episode <laughs> about like cryogenic freezing. Like I don't 
at this time, I don't know where that would have been a story or exploring some of the depth of it and the limitations. Well, I mean, Planet of the Apes starts out. Yeah, Planet of the Apes has it. And I think Planet of the Vampires had it before this. This one kind of sits and focuses on like the process and then like the lottery of who could go on it. I think that's right. That was a really cool. And you can see Christopher Lee walk around with a giant star painted on his forehead. Mm With a long white robes and long white hair. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a so. it was a cool. I I thought this was a cool one. I really yeah, I did enjoy this one. Quickly. Love the ending. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. Like I said, that Twilight Zone zap at the end was like yeah. Beardo, cool. he's a bit much in the episode, but let it play out because it's part of it, and it's surprising yes. to see him go. Like he was a character in the in the original the first episode. I think he briefly showed up in another one. And then he's gone here, so I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Bold the interesting part is Beardo in the, uh, I guess, in the uh, novel for Breakaway died. Oh, okay. So maybe so that was, was in written the... in later to try. This is a way to get rid of him. Maybe that was in the original script, and it was changed because a lot of times back in the day they didn't have up to date script. They got like the last one. Pop. Maybe there was a set change rewrite for that, and they had the old script. Because that—that's why people collect those paperback novels from back in the day now. Because they have—they were based off original si- scripts that have scenes that right. didn't make it and stuff. So maybe that's the case here. That'll do for another Moonbug adventure. Until next time, Jim. Where yes. around the web space can you be found? All fans and friends and odds and ends, you can hear me every week breaking down the uh, weekend entertainment and television film news with my buddies Daryl Taylor and Donnie Salvo over at Nothing's On at the Taylor Network of Podcast.com. And you can check me out on the Walking Dead TV podcast. Every week there's an episode of the show at HHWLOD.com. And you can find my written work at whysoblue.com. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. There's more from the Brandon Peters Show this week, but from Old Space... Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. 